Welcome to the Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself podcast. I'm Doc. And I'm his wife, Rebecca. Join us as we take a unique look at current events, marriage, and the supernatural. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself. Where you you are the laughter and I am the brains. (laughs) Okay. Since, uh, yeah, I I like maintaining peace in the home, I'll let you think that. (laughs) Anything exciting in your last week? Honestly, it's hard for me to remember the last week. Was that what something going on mentally? It's called mom brain and that you lose about a third of the gray matter in your brain once you give birth. So your memory really tanks because anyway, it's a whole thing. I won't bore you with it, but <laughs> yes. I like that you can remember that, but you can't remember basic things. It takes about two years after birth for your brain to come back to the place where it was before you gave birth or really got pregnant because pregnancy brain is a thing too. So (laughs) I have a ways to go before my mental faculties are where they were when you first met me. So you have to go all the way back two years to remember that point. I don't, I can't, it's not that I can't remember two years (laughs) before, it's that I my short-term memory right okay (laughs) my short-term memory is not what it was before i birthed a human into this world what were we doing five minutes ago well we were sitting at this table okay it's not (laughs) it's not like i need to be checked into a mental institution i'm not sure about it's just that details often escape (laughs) now now i i do want to publicly apologize you and i had a little scuff on our way to church. You know, nobody has ever done that in the history of the world. We're the first. I do want to publicly apologize. You're publicly apologizing for a private Yeah, for argument? a private fight, yeah. Wow, okay, thank yeah. you, love. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, with that said, uh, part of the deal was that I said, you know, it'd be helpful. You said that, it would be helpful if you would think ahead. <laughs> but you're just telling me that you don't have any memory of the past. Like, you know. So it's not that I don't have any memory of the past. Think of it think of it like well actually I just watched this documentary on Hampton Courts, which is where the House of Tudor was. Oh boy. <laughs> I promise this is going somewhere. I hope so. But Henry the Eighth had this massive clock installed in Hampton Court and it was it not only tells the time, but it has like the days, the months, the years the zodiac signs and all this other stuff and the gears in there are just insane right so that if you had watched that episode with me that was so interesting you would have seen this insane gear set in the clock so think of my brain not as that i can't remember anything and i'm stupid but just that there's (laughs) i don't think you're stupid but just that there's a bunch of gears always constantly turning and some of them get a little bit jammed sometimes. Yeah, you know? I know. But that's why I thought. So that's all. That's why I was just trying to encourage you to plan ahead. Like to help the gearbox. You know, it, it, it sounds like it's like kind of caught, you know, and, and the gears are really, maybe they're stripping, like they're having a hard time here. You know, and I'm just trying to repair some stuff within your mental gearbox. Yes, well, telling me to think more is <laughs> not the answer no it's thinking that's a, not it, the it, key that helps it, to it's turn just the planning gears. ahead <laughs> and i don't understand why planning ahead would be such a, a touchy subject but apparently it is 
Again, I apologize. Maybe we should take a poll. We can have the women comment. <laughs> That's fine. Do you think that my husband telling me to think ahead more <laughs> was the solution for our situation? I'd like to say plan ahead. You know, plan ahead on these things. Okay. But that's just, you know, and that's kind of how I operate anyway. I plan ahead on certain things. That sure. Even simple things like parking. I'd like to park in a location that I know I'm going to have the easiest getaway. Sure. I'm not robbing banks out here or anything like that. But, you know, I just like to have a straight <laughs> shot out. Well, to give the people an example, the other day I went to go get fuel, which I should put a caveat in here. I haven't had to pump fuel in it's probably been over a year because you just do it like you wow. just keep the gas full yeah so I'm, i pulled I'm an into the gas husband. station and i had to look out my rear view mirror to remember what side the gas tank was on. i mean i have not <laughs> pumped gas in so long first off thank you that's very sweet of you but i was like okay i'm out i'm gonna get fuel so i pulled in to get fuel and you know that the nozzle catch thing that's supposed to go up when you release the pump from your vehicle, yes, it didn't go up. And so I pulled the pump out of my vehicle and the gasoline sprayed everywhere. I've never had this happen. It sprayed all over me. I had to take a shower. I'm soaking my clothes in baking soda, like the whole nine yards. Now, interestingly enough, someone did comment on my Instagram and or my Facebook and they said that they've had this happen to them twice. Wow. So it's not completely out okay. of the ordinary. But regardless, in our little spat earlier today, <laughs> you referenced this yeah. and you said you should think more, you know, like when you pull the nozzle out of the vehicle, you know, so as if I'm not <laughs> as if I'm supposed to know how to avoid this situation that yeah. I didn't even know could happen. Right. Okay. So as when, if I'm not thinking. Let me ask you this. When you That's filled all. up, did it click? Like, yeah. did you fill it all the way? Okay. Mm -hmm. So it goes click, and then it still, it, it didn't release. Correct. Like, I always put my finger down to make sure it's completely released. Well, when you pull, when up. you push, when you push it, right, when you squeeze it, the handle, that little catch thing yeah. is supposed to come up. Yeah. So I did my part. Uh, all right. All right. I thought it through, babe. All right. Well. We're not talking about planning major <laughs> things here. You're just... No, we're not. Just we're not talking think. about playing major things. Just think things. when you pump but, your fuel. Yeah, but it's always... I like to think one step ahead. Okay, what's but the see, this is mom what's going to be the next result? I know, and that's why I'm trying to help. Mom brain like, is, I'm just going to pump gas the way that I've always pumped it. Yeah. I'm uh, not going to sit here and stop and think that some freak accident could happen, right? I know. And maybe that was a poor example, but, you know, just thinking ahead, you know, on the little things. And that was just a suggestion. All right. I mean, well, you know, running into the store. I thought you started I mean, this story by <laughs> apologizing to me. I did. I did. And I, I still do. And I, I, yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry that I I uh, offended you, babe. I will try harder <laughs> to think about the things that you think that I should think about. Thank you. That's all <laughs> I'm asking. And this doesn't include me. Like, you don't need to think about me more. I just, you know, I, I really thought I was being helpful in the moment, but. I, I understand wasn't. that. It's okay. Mm. I still love you. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe we should go to a marriage conference. <laughs> I, I've also kind of figured out, you know, we're, we're going to have to start stopping. Start stopping. We're going to have to stop having these conversations around our son because he's all of a sudden like, it's okay. It's okay. And we were very calm. Oh, I mean, yeah. We weren't heated. No. 
Right. But he, was, but he could tell that we were not yeah. in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always to me, it's okay, mama. It's okay, mama. But I understand where he's come from, and I don't want to wreck his little world of perfection. So, Sure. Keep I'll let him, somebody else do that. Keep him perfect as long as we can. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So that's what happened in my week. I had fuel sprayed <laughs> all over me. Yeah. And my thought actually in the moment was, what if I blow up? Oh, well, yeah. Because you mean, were smoking. I, yeah. Well, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that was my, I was like, what, yeah, what if I blow up? And then what if I'm, you know, the fumes are in my car. So what yeah. if somebody smoking a cigarette comes by my car? I mean, I don't know. Like freak <laughs> things happen. Things You're not supposed to smoke while you're pumping fuel. I, I just like the you know, idea that you the would have this idea that somebody's driving by and they flick their cigarette and it just somehow. No, I was actually thinking while I was parked somewhere. <laughs> okay. You know? Well, it, it, it has been a bummer trying to, I, I don't know if it's a bummer, but. Definitely difficult in trying to get that smell out of the car. Not easy. If anyone has suggestions for how to get gasoline smells out of your car, we might just have to take the car to get detailed, honestly. I'm not taking it to get detailed. I think we're getting pretty close. All right. Thank God. My sister had given me these little uh, car air fresheners. Rebecca can't stand any of the, what do you call them? Like a... The fake, toxic, chemical-laden scents. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, well, no. these ones are, yeah. they have an image of Bob Ross, the Yeah, painter. the car fresheners, yeah. Yeah, so I opened up those packs. I put two of those in the car, cracked the windows, and, and it's getting better. Yeah. But, man, it, it's tough. It's it not easy. Tough. Well, and in defense, I, I don't want to hate on your sister's car fresheners. I, they, I'm the sure she's taking it The sense actually give me a headache, so I'm not over here, you know, some crunchy freak. I'm just. Well, you are, a little bit. Well, not really. No, I mean a crunchy freak. I, I'm I'm not a crunchy freak. <laughs> I, I've never heard you say that. And I'm just like, wow, that actually perfectly describes you. I don't I know how. I think in my soul, but practically speaking, I know that it's not practical. I also know that I'm not going to be able to bring you along for all the things <laughs> that I want to do. Yeah, that's for sure. So I just don't. Yeah. Every, anything that has to do with essential oil, I'm out. Okay, look, I am not... That's a different type of fuel. I am not an essential oil freak. That That is one... I, I'm not over here putting oils on everything for every... Everything. I'm not putting essential oils on your head to make your hair grow. <laughs> well, you offered me uh, some oh, sort of the a... the Monate Hair Growth Serum, which is actually really amazing. I wanted to use your head as an experiment. Oh, it's you're like just a, using me? It's like a blank canvas. And I was like, hey, we can <laughs> test this out for our people and see just how well this works. You know, My baldness is your canvas? Yes. That's insulting. Well, I could paint on your head. Would you rather I do that? <laughs> I mean, you could get you That's could fine. get a tattoo. I'm sure I mean, our son would love so to do that. There's so many worse things to do to your head than try to see if your hair will grow. Well, yeah, that's true. I like just leaving it as it is. Okay. I think it's a blessing. All like right. I told you, like I have saved so much money in not having to get haircuts. I could cut your hair. I can cut my own hair. I've done it just fine <laughs> for years before you. Sometimes I feel like Rebecca doesn't believe that there was ever a time I existed in between <laughs> birth and her. <laughs> no, it's not that there wasn't a time you I time that you existed. It's just that you were a lonely aimless person without me. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was very happy. I was doing comedy. You know, I'm out living life, just having a good old time. I didn't have any furniture. I didn't need furniture. This is true. 
Ladies, if you meet a man and he has not a couch to his name, don't write him off. The Lord told me. And, like, there hasn't been a ton of times in my life. I mean, there's plenty. But this was very specific. Rebecca was, like, adamant that there was somewhere to sit. You know, she's being all whiny about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, well, we need to find a couch, I guess. So I, the Lord told me. He said, go to Goodwill. And I go to Goodwill. There's this couch there. I think it was like 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. And we still have that couch. But I was never home. That was the point. Right. Like, I mean, I, it's true. Yeah. I was never there. And when I was, it, it was just me. So I had my one little chair. And right. That was all I needed. You had your air mattress. Yeah. And my air mattress. <laughs> I slept on the floor. I It was good times. I had a good life. I'm I, I was roommates with my best friend for a long time. You know, we were. Had a good old time, so no complaints. I'm glad you had a good life before me, babe. I did. I really am. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Now, you know, I wouldn't mind having that decade back, especially with this bod and a three-year-old, but I'm not sitting here whining about I wish I would have had that decade. You know, I think it was used well, and the Lord used it well, and no complaints. Okay, great. Like, if I could go back and change a few things, of course I would, but I can't, so... Sure. I'm not going to live in the past. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the past anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm That's why you want to hear about mine, huh? You're like, oh, somebody can remember something. <laughs> uh, we almost have to do a video podcast because you laugh so quiet sometimes. It's true. That was actually your complaint on our first not date date that I didn't make a sound when I laughed. Yeah. But truly, and when at you made a sound, point, it was kind of weird. It, it was Dusty Slate. I'll always remember. And you were laughing very and hard. I was, but I was laughing so hard that no sound was coming out. <laughs> and I've never actually laughed that hard in my life. Well, you just did. You just laughed, bent over, no sound. Yes, this is true. But so up I'm, until that point. I'm at point, Dusty level. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying up until the point, I hadn't laughed quite that hard. In your life. See, who, yeah, it's you weren't true. really living before me. I'm, you know what? <laughs> I did not even like comedy really before I met you. Lots of drama. Con yeah, right. <laughs> comedy clubs just, I don't know, something about it. I was just like, I don't want to go there. They're filled with smoke and potheads and people with bad jokes and well, you what's know, not what? to like? <laughs> so it wasn't my thing. And we went to Zany's and I was like, oh, wow. I, I felt like I was, I don't know. I, going I had into brought you some... into a world that you never knew existed that you needed your entire life. We stepped inside and I felt like, I don't want to say like I had walked into a brothel, but it was just so outside of my comfort zone. But obviously, it, you know, it wasn't what I expected. People aren't smoking in zanies like they probably no. were 40 years ago. No. So. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. And I had a great time. We take time. the smoking outside. Had a great time. And Dusty Slay slays. Wow. That's original. <laughs> I know. You, you know, it was just a weird night anyway. Because, I, I, you know, I'm planning to go support my buddy, you know, and see Dusty and all this stuff, you know, just hang out with the guys. And all of a sudden there's this girl with me from church. And it was just odd. I don't know. It you just, make it sound like I inserted myself into your life. Well, kind of. Well, I didn't. I know. I invited you in, but it was because I felt guilty. Like, I felt bad. You know how that. And yeah. that guilt has served you? <laughs> <laughs> Gave me two kids. 
So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you said, oh, you should. Well, my, it was my fault because you had asked me like 30 seconds earlier, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, nothing. You know, I would go home. At that point, we were going to this church. They met at 4 p.m. And service got out at, you know, 7 or whatever. So I would just go home and just do nothing the rest of the night. I just chill out, you know, watch a movie, go to bed, whatever. And so you asked me what I was doing. And I said, I didn't have any plans because I didn't. And then we're both walking to our respective cars and you send me a Facebook message on messenger and you say, Hey, I'm going to Zany's to see a friend. Do you want to come with me? Well, I felt so much pressure because I had literally <laughs> just told you that I didn't have any plans. And so I was like, Oh, well, if I say no, I, wow. I feel like that'd be I, extremely you know, I, rude. I've actually I have never, no excuse. I've never thought about it this way that you could have read it as this guy kind of took advantage of the opportunity to ask me out knowing that I had no excuse. I did think that really, but I didn't have an out because I had just told you I was doing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. 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 But you, you knew that I knew that. So right. there wasn't any, out. and you thought, yes. did you think that I was taking advantage of that? Yes. Oh, <laughs> not not in not in a bad way, but yeah, just yeah, yeah. in a very oh I see a window of opportunity, <laughs> which clearly by the end of the night I realized that was that was, was not yeah. the case. No, <laughs> but I mean it's amazing we're married even. It is. It's a miracle. I insulted your phone. Yeah, you did. She and she insults my phone to this day. But that particular one, you tried to take a picture and yeah, I tried to take a picture of you and Brian, and you handed me this phone that was you, small and old and cracked and just pathetic looking. And I, and I, that was oh, your description of you me. You handed it to me and I, you handed it to me and I accidentally dropped it. I think. Yeah, you did. You dropped and it. And then I picked it up and, but then I made, I was like, Oh, it doesn't matter if this phone yeah, breaks yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. Like, something like that. And, <laughs> and then I was like, well, that was kind of rude in front of his friends, but whatever they laughed, you know? So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you thought I had a horrible laugh. And you dipped your fries in ranch, which was disgusting. Normal. So I ignored you and just focused on the comedy. Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was not a match no, made in heaven. Not at all. At all. But the Lord had spoken and said she'd be a good choice. So, yeah. So here we are. Here we are. And even after our fight this morning, I still love you. We're still here. I feel like when I talk to our son, you know, and he does something that he shouldn't, and I tell him, you know, even when you don't obey mama or even when you do X, Y, and Z, I still love you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I tell him. Well, yeah. But it's true. It is true. So I For feel him. like that in this moment. <laughs> I still love you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of a wink in there. <laughs> no, no wink. No wink. I just still love you. <laughs> Maybe I should say it with a different inflection in my voice. Or or not compare it to our three-year-old. I shouldn't have compared you to a three-year-old. So now we're even. You insulted my brain. <laughs> I compared you to a child. All right. You also insulted child, my phone. Definitely. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Do we have any questions from the listeners? One person wants to know how we feel about the the death sentence. Oh. A death like sentence. Like their death sentence. <laughs> no, right. I feel like. <laughs> the death sentence. Anything Stephen King's written. Literally, the actual name for this is escaping my brain right now. <laughs> the death penalty? The death penalty, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so we can talk about the death penalty, how 
how we feel about that. Or let's just talk about that right now. Okay, great. We'll go back to it. How do we feel about the death penalty? I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah, I think we should fry more people. I think the world would be a lot better place. In what instances do you think the death penalty should be allowed? Allowed? Uh, I think in cases of murder, for one, if you take a life, you pay with your own. I could definitely see, with modern technology, definitely I could see, like, you know, in cases of child rape. Uh, it Now, those have to be proven without a doubt. So does murder. But murder is a lot easier to prove without a doubt. The, you know, it can't be just he said, she said, and you fry somebody. It has to be, you know, evidence. I mean, like what we've seen in uh, Franklin here recently, where this guy left his cell phone at a restaurant and they find all these videos of him actually raping children. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we, we know people that are pushing for this here in Tennessee. God bless them. I'm all on board. Uh, but the proof needs to be definitive. You know, it can't be one of these things. And it can't be a one-off, I, in my opinion. It, you know, if it's multiple, yes. That's great, because that was going to be my next question, is how many? And especially, like, for murder, how many people do you have I, to I'm murder with, before you get... If it's premeditated, I'm okay with one. It, yeah, if it's the heat of the moment type thing, you didn't intend to kill the person, you know, I, I get that. Uh, not that I've done that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can understand what, you know, but where it's a case where somebody completely planned this thing out and they intended to end this person's life, no way. Now, how do you go about proving this? How do I prove it? I don't. Detectives do this. Right. So what you gave the example of in the case of harming children, you know, there's this guy with yeah. videos. So we obviously know beyond any shadow yeah, of any yeah, doubt. Yeah. How do you prove that if there is an instance of one murder? How do you, what kind of proof are you talking? Because we know that there's people, th- this is the devil's advocate here. People are on death row that don't deserve to be there that are innocent. Yeah. So how do we I would ensure- say 99% now are guilty okay at least uh you know and but again this comes down to now we are able to use dna we're able to use science to actually prove that this person was involved in said murder sure you know there's cameras everywhere these days it's easy to find footage somewhere it's a lot harder to come up with the excuses that i didn't do it and again there are those cases but they're becoming so much fewer uh, unless, you know, they're completely uh, being railroaded by the government. I'm not saying that never happens. Uh, so it maybe not does. in a case of the government accusing you. Maybe just in a case of a person accusing you. A person. You. Well, and, and again, if they if it's clear that this person committed this crime, then yes, there needs to be a death penalty. I think the problem here, though, is that we've, uh, you know, we've come to this place in our society where we don't want to execute anyone for anything. You know, the Bible makes it clear. Part of the problem here is that there's too many Christians who think, well, what would Jesus do? And God's word clearly states, if someone, and I think it's in Exodus, if someone kills somebody, it's a consequence. We're, we're going through learning consequences with a three-year-old here. You know? <laughs> We've been dealing with that. So how do you teach a three-year-old that there's consequences for actions 
Well, we have to teach our society who has been completely you know, in the dark, really, as far as what constitutes love. You know, to me, it, it's loving to society to get rid of the people that are causing harm, get rid of the evil. That doesn't mean that we hate these people, and it doesn't mean that they can't be saved. You know, as a Christian, it doesn't mean that they can't come to the knowledge of Christ and be forgiven before they take that last breath. But they have forfeited their right to live freely, you know, in our society. And it, and that's going to be the case in most nations. You know, most countries, they don't put up with anything. You know, you, right. you cross these lines and people don't cross those lines because they know there's very harsh repercussions. Yeah, there's multiple places in the Bible where it talks about capital punishment and God is a God of justice. One thing that a lot of Christians will say is that, well, these are verses in the Old Testament, you know, in the New Testament, it says, turn the other cheek. But we have to understand that if if God tells you to turn the other cheek, yeah. if someone slaps you and God tells you to turn the other cheek, then turn the other cheek. But we are not supposed to put that on other people, especially innocent people, especially children. I mean, God forbid a child be harmed in any capacity, and we tell the child to turn the other cheek because that's what Jesus would do. You know, that is encouraging a society of abuse, and God is not a God of abuse. It's a, encouraging a society of chaos. God is not a, a God of chaos. He is a God of justice and a God of order. Correct. So there has to be consequences for actions, and some of these are harsh. I had a person on TikTok say, so you want to put people in cages? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not insane. I said that (laughs) (laughs) because I'm not insane. And yes, I'm implying you're insane because you're running on this mentality that's completely, you know, in, in my opinion, it's running with Satan's agenda. He wants chaos, as you said, you know, like, right. He wants total disorder. And he wants people out there that are willing to harm others. So why would I not want them at least put behind bars at the very least? Yes. Now, what about giving someone capital punishment, but they might not know Jesus and they might end up in hell? That's a choice. They didn't give the person they killed a choice. So I'm not going to feel too bad about them if they decide, hey, I don't want to serve the God you do or whatever. That's their call. They should be blessed. I feel blessed that they're even getting that last moment to make these amends. Right. That they have a due date on their. Yeah. It's an expiration date, not a due date. Right. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Doula brain. (laughs) The expiration date. Salvation is not our. It is our responsibility as far as telling people about Jesus. But say somebody breaks into our home. I'm not going to worry about if they're saved or not. Now, I've had this argument with pastors before, and I can see both sides. Yes, our family is saved. Maybe we forfeit our lives to let that person have the opportunity to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But on the other hand, I could just uh, take care of the deal and let our children live, which I think is, as a dad, I'm a lot more likely to do. And again, that's not a choice that you should. I don't want to have to make it. But that's not a choice that you should put on someone else's shoulders. I find it irresponsible of Christian leaders to tell people, you know, if a criminal breaks into your home, if somebody comes to take your life, you should just give it up because you're going to heaven and that person 
might go to hell. Of course, the most famous example of this, right, is Jim Elliott yeah. and Nate Satan. All I wouldn't those guys say that it's who, famous, but we know Well, that. in the Christian world, <laughs> right, where they allowed themselves to be martyred, but they were on this mission Well, they didn't of, have any choice either. But they had they had decided beforehand, if we go to this um, tribe and they want to take our life, we will give our lives up because we know where we're going and these people have never heard of Jesus and they will be lost forever. But they were going on a specific mission with a very missionary mindset. And that's great. God, I mean, absolutely. A hundred percent support that. But it's irresponsible of Christian leaders to take that same burden and weight of responsibility and just put that on your everyday person who's just living their life. Self-defense is self-defense can be a holy thing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's holy, but it's what's got to be done. It's righteous. It's got to be done. You know, I'm the dad. And that's my job. Well, we serve, my, right. I'm a protector. Right. You know? well, right. And so is God. I mean, we serve a holy God who protects his children. Yeah. So self-defense, it can be, I don't know if maybe holy is the right, it can be a right, definitely a righteous thing. Well, hopefully I'll never have to experience it. Yes. I don't want to have to make that choice between taking a life or, or not. And I definitely rather just injure somebody than have, you know, have their life ended. But at the same time, I'm not going to worry about their salvation either. And I do believe that, you know, we serve the God of the universe and this is going to ruffle people. But I believe God's so big that he could have, you know, I could still pray for somebody to for God to have mercy on them after they're gone, you know, within the first few days. And he would still because Jesus paid such a heavy price he would still reach into hell and pull that person out or whatever that looks like. So, I, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it, and I'll do my best to still give them the opportunity to be in heaven when I get there. But you're not going to come and take my kids especially. You're not going to snuff out their destiny. Now, if it's Rebecca, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, like you've got 10 years yeah, on yeah, me, yeah, so. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what, somebody comes in here, you better hope you run into me and not her. <laughs> this is true. I will kick your ass <laughs> hard. I don't play nice. <laughs> All right. I think we've covered that. The death sentence. Let's go for a really deep theological question oh, here. Oh, good. Like that one wasn't. Well, <laughs> where did Jesus go after he died in between being on the cross and raising from the dead? Yeah. So from the dead. you know, for me, this is one of those questions that I could not possibly care less. <laughs> so but you're going to have to question. dive on. Yeah, go I, for it. I do love this question. Obviously, this is a lot of this is theological. And now I'm not a theologian here. All right. There are people way more well versed out there who can talk about this topic. Amen. OK. All right. <laughs> but I actually think this is an important question theologically. Because if Jesus just died and didn't go anywhere, he just hung out in the great space of nothing for three days, then that seems a little odd, right? So w the purpose of Jesus' death was twofold. Let's keep it simple. Let's say twofold. It was to be a blood sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the Israelites had to sacrifice an animal every year 
once a year in order to atone for their sins. And it was the blood of that animal that covered their sins. So when Jesus died on the cross, it was the shedding of his blood that covered the sins. So that's the first part of his death. The second part of his death is that it says in Revelation that Jesus has conquered death and the grave and that he holds the keys to those places, essentially. I do believe that when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just hang out in space for three days and just do nothing. I believe that he went to hell and he conquered the actual physical place of hell because one of the punishments of our sins is death, is going to hell, correct? The scripture says that Jesus took all of the punishment of our sins upon himself. With that train of thought, it makes sense that he would then go to hell to suffer that punishment for us. But also in going to hell, he took back the keys of death and the grave that Satan held. So I believe that when Jesus died, he went to hell for three days and then he came back. Okay. And then he walked the earth and then left and went to heaven. Uh, again, it's one of those things that I don't care. I know what the outcome is and sure. that's what I care about. I can definitely research a little bit if the people would like me to and see if there's a counter argument to be made. But at this point, the defense rests. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the questions I have for today. That's it. Okay. Well, with that, uh, I want to give my, my dear old dad a happy birthday shout out today. He turned 70 today. I am so blessed to be his son. And uh, it's such a treat for me to have kids of my own. It, it's one of those things that when Rebecca came along, he was just so grateful to God because he thought this would never happen. So, <laughs> And I say that kind of kind of joking and kind of not. So... <laughs> Uh, but it is such a blessing to be able to share my family and, and with them moving out to Tennessee as well. They get to see my kids and uh, we get to be around them quite a bit. So uh, it's just been a blast the last few years getting to be having them nearby. And uh, I'm just grateful for you, Dad. Uh, you know, he set the bar really high for me when it comes to being a, a great dad, being a great leader and you know, we're always growing and changing. You know, I, I remember times growing up when things weren't perfect. Uh, Dad was gone a lot. He worked on the road. I, I didn't get to see him all the time. That was tough. You know, but he was doing what he had to do, and I, I really respect that and appreciate that. He put in the hard work, and, uh, you know, just uh, he's one of those guys that growing up, I always felt, how am I going to match this and it didn't have anything to do with his work it had to do with his likability he is just one of the most likable people you'd ever meet and you know i've done my best to try to come close i know i can't beat it uh he's just the greatest guy you'd ever meet your dad is very likable <laughs> there's kind of this joke i make but whenever your parents come for dinner. I always know if the food is good if your mom is the one who compliments it <laughs> because your dad. I remember there was this one. I can't remember what dish I made, but this was like maybe two years ago. And I made some food and I knew it was not the best, but it just happened to be a day where, you know, it wasn't going to be amazing food. 
And your dad told me that it was tasted so great. And it reminded him of like something his grandma made. I mean, he just gave me like the biggest compliment ever. And your mom was just like, yeah, you know, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your I mom. Get mo- yeah. But your dad, I was just like, wow, that is, I mean, you could literally serve the man the worst food and he would still be thankful for it and probably give you some kind of compliment. Unless He's also a beast. He, <laughs> I, we should throw this out here. He helped us move. We, we yeah. moved from a third story apartment to another third story apartment. In one and day. In one day. And your dad helped us haul everything down. He helped load. And then he helped load everything Yeah, up. unload. I mean, Took it up the yeah. stairs. Ju- and he just went until like, what, 10 o'clock at yeah. night? 11 yeah. o'clock at night? We, we were supposed to have help, and there was some people that didn't make it. And man, dad was there. And this was just a few months ago. Yeah. You know? He's, he, he's, I was like, that he's man a warrior. is, a, I mean, he's 70 years old, yeah. and he's like, wow. I'll tell you one of my favorite stories Crazy. with my dad. I worked with him a short time. I, I never was into the the work he was he was a driller uh doing rock construction uh drilling on the sides of the roads as you you'd see maybe going by uh anytime that you've driven by any rock cut that's what he was doing and uh, i'm working with him and part of the deal with that line of work was also doing the explosives which i did enjoy (laughs) go figure i like blowing stuff up but I'm watching my dad work, and first off, his work ethic, to me, is second to none. But we're working with these guys, and this huge lightning storm comes in. Now, the powder is already getting poured, and so the charges are are just pretty near set, which means that it's not going to take much to set things off. If electricity comes down out of the sky, it could turn bad really quick. And so all the guys that are working with the explosives, they come down off the hill. And I'm down there with them. And I look up on the hill, and there's my dad. And he's just set that he's going to finish this thing before the storm gets the best of him. And And you live to tell the story. I also appreciated the guys working with that crew. They all told me how much they love my dad. And I would hear that from everybody that I uh, I had the honor of working with or getting to meet went with dad they always told me how much they loved him loved working with him and what a joy he was to be with so uh yeah i mean the bar is set high thank you thank you dad thank you poppy it's much appreciated unfortunately i don't think everybody loves you (laughs) now uh, are we talking about your family (laughs) (laughs) anyway I think we can wrap it up with that. Where can people find you online? They can find me on Instagram at your holistic doula. Your holistic doula. How do you spell that? It's Y O U R dot H O L I S T I C dot D O U L A. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at the doc Kennedy. How do you spell that? <laughs> Well, it's the at sign, the, T-H-E, Doc, D-O-C, Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. Maybe there's a young listener who just learned how to spell the. Or Kennedy. Or 
<laughs> All right. On that note. Yeah. So is there anything specific we're going to be hitting on next time? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking. Yeah, me I don't know either. So I highly suggest you send in questions. Let us know what you would well, like we us do to have, touch on. I think we do have some headlines we'll be covering. Ne next yeah. episode, we're going to get into some current events. Oh, good. That are going down. So we have a, some things to choose from, but it'll be a current events episode. Great. Those are my favorites. Yeah. <laughs>